deep, deep in the place where they make the electricity for the cities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the electricity factory today? Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Ian Whittington. Hello. And Danae Hughes. Still here. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, but we do not slap each other. That is not <laughs> something we allow here in the I have no idea what you're referencing. I'm not referring to anything. I was just, okay. you know, I, I actually only bring it up because we had an entire slapping conversation last week during we did. the outtakes <laughs> before anything with a certain slap that may have uh-huh. happened ever yeah. happened. Um, but launched after said slap. But launched after, yeah. right. So it's one of those things where it's like, I promise, guys, I promise. The we slapping was just in our mind. Yeah. Uh, we're slap happy people. Mm. So, <laughs> what was that slap reference? Happy. It was nothing. And I almost said butt sniffing. And I was like, but that's a reference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we will sniff each other's butts. Yes. That, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and mark that off your bingo card. We have, uh, we, wait, do we don't have a slot on the bingo card for a reference for something coming later in the show? <laughs> oh, no. This is the very first time <gasps> yes. we have referenced something that we pre-recorded <laughs> right. for the show. Right, that's right. That's we recorded amazing. it out of order today. I like today. how we pre-recorded that, but didn't actually come to that decision until like halfway through it that we were pre-recording <laughs> the segment. So please remember to do an intro but for it. Ian yeah, is there's going be to no be, intro for it. Ian's editing <laughs> is going to make it just sound like it was always the plan, and it always was. Sure we're just really kidding. happy about uh, all this. Danae, I know why. Danae be. has Danae has already proven she can see into the future. That's yeah. all this was. Yeah. This we is, haven't yeah. recorded it we, yet. Nope, we have. But now not, we have to. But now we break the time loop. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, let's get into the sin side scoop. Yeah. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We'll kick it off in commercial sins world with the Lay's commercial, Golden Moments, where Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd uh, wax poetic about the halcyon days of their youth together, apparently. Um, this was a Jeremy Scott script, I believe. Uh, today, kick us off. What are some of your thoughts on potato chips? In general, <laughs> or this I commercial, <laughs> feel like we all need to stop being upset with a massive puff of air. It is what protects the chip, okay? Mm-hmm. We need that much packed in there. Mm-hmm. It does feel like when you open a chip bag that it's just a whole chunk of disappointment a whole section of sadness because you realize that you've got this big bag and then Mm -hmm. the chips are all at the bottom but without that cushion of air we would have nothing but crumbles and we need to appreciate the packaging and that is my first thought about chips in general i'm glad you brought that up because there's actually a sin about not being able to open chip bags Mm -hmm. well and they should invent a better way to open I think they've kind of done that. Like chip bags open <laughs> fine now, don't they? Like I've never they open easier. Had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I just yeah. thought I mentioned that. Oh, continue anyway, today. Continue. I always appreciate that. Some chips don't have it. Like tortilla chips, they don't need that much because tortilla chips are stout chips. But those little tiny mm-hmm. wafer thin lays, they need that puff of air, and mm. that is why I am the president of chip bags. <laughs> 
Famously, famously, yes. Fam- famously. Yeah. Yes. Um, I really enjoy this commercial. Uh, I think it's fun to send celebrity commercials, and this was a a a fun one because of the pairing of the two. And um, I enjoyed how Jeremy kind of like deconstructed. They gave like a time, like remember back in nineteen whenever it's like, oh yeah, don't do that because then the research can come in. So mm-hmm. there was just a lot of fun um angles that Jeremy took on this one. One of my mm-hmm. favorites was um. Uh, the sin like hey uh, like do you remember that st- uh, soccer that kidnapped us and that's the third memory that they bring up after <laughs> right. the road trip and the heart to heart they get to the kidnapping part of their relationship mm-hmm. um but the sin or this commercial rather in general was really fun for me to watch just the idea that like two celebrities have all of these ridiculous memories and lays was somehow a part of it. it's a clever commercial i really enjoyed it yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I think it's funny. Uh, the main thing I wanted to bring out that the Sins video does is talk about the age gap between Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes. And certainly everybody's made the Paul Rudd doesn't age mm-hmm. joke. You know, but seriously. Like, but seriously, how is he that much older than Seth Rogen, who looks older than yes. Paul Rudd <laughs> in this commercial uh, and possibly in real life? Um, he is he is an e- eternal uh, 20-something, Paul mm-hmm. Rudd. Uh, so... Um, that's fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. I also uh, really um, think that potato chips are awesome. Okay, who's next? Ian, you're up. <laughs> so we don't call them lays in um, in England. They're called walkers. Um, now, the only reason that they're... Yeah, uh-huh. And I assumed it was a different company, but they have the same branding, the same logo, the same everything. Okay. So it, it is the same company. Okay. It's just called Walker's Crisps. Walker's. Yeah. But, but, but why? I don't know. But Google it. If you Google okay. Walker's Crisps, All it right. looks exactly... It's the same branding, everything. It's just not called Lay's, um, which is interesting. I thought it was odd. Um, and we have like ready salted, prawn cocktail, cheese and onion, salt and vinegar. They're the big... Beef and onion. They're the big flavors that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like I'm making it up. But That's wild. Somebody will back me up. <laughs> somebody. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the Sims video... Um, Actually, no, in terms of commercials in general, I really like this this commercial. It's funny. I do like the banter between them. But I'm always curious about celebrity endorsements and why. Even if it's a celebrity that's in that field advertising something they have experience with, mm. I know that they are paid to tell me the things that I am hearing. Now, I know they have to be factually true or else you get sued for false advertising. But why does that person that I recognize convince me to buy the thing? And I know it works. Right. You're asking why the psychology works? Yeah. Because I trust them because they're famous? Mm -hmm. Because we have this thing where we put more value Mm -hmm. in. There must be a reason they're famous. There must be a reason they're more popular. There must be a reason they're more rich. Those those things mean that they know something we don't. Yeah, I guess that's it. It, It's still baffling to me. I just don't. I don't get it. <laughs> Did you just favorite, say baffing to you? It's not even oh, no. like how many episodes before we're going to get to the baffing story. Uh. But my favorite scene, even though um, I agree that the potato chip companies have made bags that are perfectly fine, I did love it's a lie wrapped in a riddle, dipped in impossible sauce, and drilled with fuck you glaze. Why don't you just make bags that we can actually open this cleanly? 
you dicks. Nice, nice. Uh, Jonathan, before we go on to you, I just want to mention that Frito-Lay bought Walkers, which was a separate company, in 1989. Mm -hmm. And because Walkers had 41 years of brand name recognition, they did not change the name. They kept the name the same. But why is the logo the same, then? They probably changed the logo more to match, like, the Frito-Lay logo, I'm guessing. Ah, Um, no, that makes sense. Yes. So, so anyhow, so there's there's the mystery solved. I've heard Chris. Wasn't making it up. I've heard of crisps, like I've heard that yeah. referred, you know, chips. Yes. But uh, I, yeah, I never heard of Walker, except for yeah. Walker Texas Ranger, and I, I assume those two things don't match. So no, and we don't call them Walkers either. Nobody in the world calls them Walkers; just call them crisps. Oh, but they are the they're, they're the generic. Aren't crisps. all chips yeah. crisps? Yeah, but it's like Kleenexes, right? Like it's a brand. Yeah, it's, it's a brand. such a brand recognition. But we wouldn't even call it the brand name. Wouldn't call oh. it Walkers. Right. Okay. So what do you oh, call yeah, Doritos? Kind of yeah, just call it crisps. Do you call Doritos, we would call them Doritos. No, we call them Doritos because that's they're more different. like how the South calls everything Coke. That's more like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not that. No, it's not. It's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of that. Because we'd be calling all crisps Walkers. Jonathan, it's how do you feel terrible. about this commercial? <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> for Walkers. They're getting no brand recognition. Um, I didn't think the commercial. I, I mean, the video is hilarious. The commercial was just kind of, you know, I, I, it was dumb. I, I, what you guys have said have pretty much. Uh, uh, you know, said what I what I was thinking. Um, I did like the point that the Shania Twain song would cost more than uh writing a good script. <laughs> more than likely, yeah, yeah. And uh, why not buy a house with red texture glass windows? Is all I'm asking. I, I mean, why not? I don't know why, why not? that would be a problem, but because uh, it's, it's creepy. All it, the I mean, glass. a little bit, mm. but uh, yes, yes. you know, it's like a it's red slushy smashed on a windshield. Uh-huh. It does look like a slushy. It does. Indeed, it does. Uh, let's go on to TV since Invincible, the latest episode. That actually hurt. Uh, Daniel and I writing on this one. Uh, Cardoso Dicer script. Um, so I guess that means I will start. Uh, Invincible was one of those shows that took a while for me to get into. And it was primarily my own uh, just kind of being tired of, hey, it's animation, but we're being real adult, which mm-hmm. happened so much there for a, a period of time. And it took me until about this episode, maybe an episode or two before this, but to kind of go, but you know what? They're actually kind of telling a really interesting story yes, here. There's some really interesting character work going on with what, uh, who these people are, what they do, all that kind of stuff. So this is about where I started to more fall in love with the show. Um, the thing on this show that we said a couple of times in this is how do people continuously not act like they know what they know? People yeah. on this show... Specifically, the human beings uh, and even the superpowered people at some point are just like, hey, this guy has, you know, deflected all these bullets, but I'm going to keep shooting bullets at him, even though he's made of concrete. Or like, stab him with a knife. Or stab. Or, you know what? I'm going to try. You know, bullets didn't work, but I'm going to try a knife. Let's yeah. try that. A knife on concrete. I don't know. It's just the idiocy of us humans, which I suppose is is probably fairly accurate. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about Adam Eve's powers a little bit <laughs> with you guys, because <laughs> it's kind of revealed in this episode that she can change things on a molecular level. Yes. Like she can create doors out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, how is she not the most, like, OP hero in the entire universe? Like... All she has to do is dismantle people by their atoms. Yeah. Right. And like, even if it can't work on people for plot reasons, mm-hmm. just in case Omni Man in Diamond. Just, yeah. Or just create diamonds and become rich. Like, because <laughs> diamonds are just like molecules tightly packed. It, you could do anything. It is OP. Yeah. It is yeah. so ridiculous how yeah. little she uses her power. Well, unless she, unless that isn't her powers and she's oversimplifying it just as an explanation. Maybe if. Having 
having seen the most recent, the uh, she's got some really interesting powers. That's for sure. Yeah, she can create shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love her name though. Adam Eve is a great superhero. Oh, name. Well, and Are her dad's name is Adam. Yeah, it's so fun. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Is it? I didn't. I, that's great. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um. All right. Her dad's what about a you guys? Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh. Ian, why don't you go next? Um, I love this show. I really, really do. I'm tem- I'm gonna definitely do a rewatch before season two comes out. Um, it, the the directions it takes and the twists it goes are great. Um, the the thing that reminded me after watching the Sins video that I didn't like was all of the love stuff. I'm so tired of it. Mm-hmm. I just there are some really forced relationships and forced romances mm-hmm. which, which turn this nearly into like a CW kind of drama show and I'm like, mm. I really don't need that. Give me more of the teeth being ripped out of people's heads. Um, <laughs> and I know you need a balance. I know you need to offset all of that, but some of the forced romances... That was like the most bro thing forced. you've ever said. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more teeth being yeah. ripped out of people's heads. Like, I don't want that bro. love shit. Give me the fighting and the teeth I, and the sports. Take, me, the take me to dental school, baby. Let's do it. I want to watch The Dentist on repeat. Um, it's ridiculously dumb that Omni-Man kept his suit. Is that ever for a reason? I don't think it is. Other no. than to be found out. <laughs> no. I that That is a, a huge plot. Launch that reason, shit into yeah. the sun. There is, yeah. I mean, it could be arrogance and he's just, he keeps it as a memento, but it doesn't really jive with his No, that's not his character. At all. No. no, not at all. But I absolutely love the fight at the end of this episode. And it might, I think it is the best the best choreographed, the best put together fight of the entire season, even compared to the the last episode, it is so great. There's such a a great combination of people's powers and how the different bad guys and good guys match up. And I was just like, oh my goodness, Invincible is getting the snot kicked out of him. It is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I really liked it. Uh, in terms of the sins, um, I had to pull out consciously Curtis Concrete Criminal as a casual coffee cup conservationist because mm-hmm. I like alliteration. I'm a nerd. Um, putting mashed potatoes right on top of your already separated food. Who does that? Who? What is this? Why? You don't, your I don't know why your separate. food's separated, oh, man. man. Just make that oh, shit to a that. casserole. Oof, my dad does the big pile of... He just like, he'll on make one big soup of... like His plate mm-hmm. becomes... No, oh, yeah. Then you don't get oh, the He just is like, well, it's all going into my yeah, belly. It's no. all going to one place. And I'm like, but I like to. Yep. I- yeah, but it hits your tongue first. <laughs> <laughs> your dad is smart. That's what we're figuring out no. here. Your dad but is I, a smart oh, man. Goodness. I also picked Aaron out the mashed potato thing because I, I, I like to keep mine separate too because I like every bite to be mm. carefully selected by me. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rub that yeah. jelly all yeah. over the peanut butter. No. It's, oh. all, it's all good, man. Just mix it up. <laughs> mix it mean. up. Put it um, in a blender. Drink it. I, drink no, it. Shut up. I love the expert. <laughs> I love drink the it. Expert. Kirsten Dunch. I love the expert button mashing at the end. That was that was incredible. That was yeah. really, yeah. really funny. Yeah, that was fun. This one had a lot of fun like of characteristics fun. in it that yeah. were uh like it had a lot of personality. This this particular one that yeah, it really elevated it for me because there was like unexpected sins that were there and the computer crash one was a delight. What a callback. What a moment. Mm. What a reminder of the bullshittery that we used to have to <laughs> deal with. Like my computer okay, mm-hmm. has not crashed like that in so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You <laughs> while, said it. while my internet is currently tanking, I'm you like, oh, please, it. computer. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. this was a really, really yeah. fun one. In general, I don't know that I 
am enjoying Invincible. I don't really care that much about what I'm watching. I'm just watching it because it's my job. <laughs> so I'm not really getting mm-hmm. anything from it too much that I, I think like I'm missing in my entertainment. Um, but it is interesting to try to sin. So I don't know. I thought that you guys made it a lot of fun. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to us talk about Invincible, I will say again, this is one of my all-time favorite comics. I've read this entire series more than once. Um, I love this show. Now, I, This is the episode that really got me going on this show. I was like, they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. This is going places. I would even argue, even though we're only two years into the year, a couple years into the, the decade, uh, I would argue this is one of the strongest episodes of television that we've had uh, mm-hmm. in the last couple years. Uh, yeah, I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, the video is great. You guys hit all the right things. Um, I apparently got... Talk about going dark. Apparently, the narrator has a dad that abandoned him. <laughs> Jesus. Poor narrator. I was yeah. like, good God, man. Just so we're clear, not me. My dad uh, <laughs> no, know, stuck around. Yeah. It is amazing. Uh, yeah. Narrator. Uh-huh, it? yeah. Well, I mean, that's just like, I mean, the Sin of Sins narrator at, at various times <laughs> in his life has had three kids, sometimes none. It's, you know, it, there's no reasoning to this. Uh, forcing elephants back into captivity it was very funny. Um, and I liked the narrator just giving sins because he did not have two cheesecakes, um, which that, yeah, no, I understand. It's valid. I think it's valid. It's very valid. But no, great episode, great video. Uh, yeah, this show rocks. Uh, the episode of Mandalorian is next called, appropriately enough, The Sin. Um, yeah, it's like they wanted us. You know, they were like, I bring loved it on. that bring it on, sin, guys. by the way. Uh, this was. It, it made me kind of yeah, stop for a second when I was looking at the script. I was like, Oh, oh, Wait, ding. Yeah. <laughs> ding. Yeah, this is a Cardoso Hughes script. So Daniel and Danae writing on this one. I did with that one. I was almost like, this is one of those opportunities where if we weren't going to, uh, if we were going to be super creative, we could have just been like, because it's the sin and not the sins. Mm-hmm. We could have just sinned the title oh, and made man. one sin. Like the, the <laughs> episode has one credits. sin yeah. and then just roll credits. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, I, I liked that as well. Um, uh, Ian, why don't you, uh, no, Danae, you wrote yeah, on this. So I, why don't you kick um, off? It's interesting to go back into Mandalorian for me because part of me thought that I didn't have to do that anymore. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something we're going to have to do. Nope. Well, we did. We did. There was some confusion. People were like, wait, they didn't send every episode of no. Mandalorian. To send it, yeah. And it's because season two was the first yeah. mm-hmm. instasin. To, um, to be fair, I thought we yeah, had sent them so all Yeah, so it was too. a little strange for me. It's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah. we're back over here. And then we were, so, <laughs> so I have knowledge of what's going to be happening, but then had to revert to what was I thinking when I watched this the first time? We didn't know his mm-hmm. name yet. We yeah. didn't, like, I'm trying to put myself back into that mindset of, of the, the mm-hmm. newness of the show with the assumption that we're going to be trying to do a season recap video for this, that you want it to still have that kind of consistency. So figuring out a way to remember, mm-hmm. like, this is the child. This is baby Yoda. This is the little mm-hmm. green guy. This isn't Grogu. This isn't Grogu who has met Luke Skywalker. This is like way early. So that was a that was a trip. I kind of had to like meditate for a few minutes and clear my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did because it's strange. I it's a really strange experience. <laughs> and uh, it's not that it's bad. It's kind of an interesting way to stretch. But you have to like as a writing on this script means you have to be aware 
of the timeline a little differently. And it's something that as writers for the channel, we're going to come across more as time goes on where we have seen something up to the present, but we're going back in time. And of course we always like hit this, uh, I don't know if they're road bumps necessarily, but it's just part of what we do of what does the narrator know? What does the narrator not know? And we have to play around with that concept. And the idea is at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, if it's fun and it makes us laugh and it's entertaining, even if we sort of, break our quote-unquote rules for tv sins which in general is that we try to have the narrator be as neutral as possible like watching something without a ton of knowledge um it's tricky because sometimes we have knowledge like like jonathan he knows all about the invincibles and that gives us really good perspective on sins at certain times um for example like with boba fett and um sinning the the wookie that was in the district like that comes from knowledge of that show and it's an absolute sin of the show. So sometimes we'll have to dip down into knowledge a little bit, but for the most part, we try to keep it general. That way it's easier to sort of pull on the more obvious sins. Anyway, this adds mm-hmm. a whole different complexity yep. because we've already sent so much of this content. So it's it was a real freaking trip to go back through here. And I was thrilled to write with Daniel his sins slayed me in this one. There were so many of them that just made me laugh, like his Coachella joke that I really enjoyed, um, him doing the mm. stop copying me joke. There was just like all these ones that just really cracked me up. Uh, but we also got to send things that, for me, are an absolute sin of the show. One of them being like, we really never understand what the way means. And this in this particular episode, something happened that I did not remember which was so in this episode was is when Mando gets his armor and he goes with all the best scar and the armor is like creating it and other Mandalorians show up and like get jealous of I guess of Mando's armor Armando got so confusing right and the big guy <laughs> goes to rip off Armando's helmet which has got to be one of the most insulting things to do in their culture and nobody yeah. seems to care. It seems to be like it's sort of a survival of the fittest. If you don't survive this fight, you don't deserve to be here anyway. But I'm really curious about mm-hmm. that. And I, it reminded me that I sort of wish that this show would have spent a little bit of time almost giving us some more Mandalorian history. Because having watched the rest of this content, I'm still not really sure about what the way means. Um, so I'm glad we kind of had a chance to to kick on that another huge sin in this one for me is all of those tracking fobs lighting up i was really pissed about this daniel wrote (laughs) a sin about it i wrote a whole series (laughs) of things about it the idea that there's an entire can group of people of bounty hunters that has a fob that is okay either they're still activated towards the child who has already completed the mission so it's like bounty complete so these fobs light up as if the bounty is not complete, which it was. So it's like, well, why are they all still holding them? Number one, number two, why are they all active when the child's in movement? That would be so dumb. Like who would keep their fob active or it's a new one that has been sent out. And if that's the case, it just happened. So who restarted the bounty? How quickly can that actually happen? So that whole thing looks really, really cool but it pissed me off greatly. I spent way too much writing a sin on it. And then I read Daniel's. I was like, well, his is better. So 
I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Such a fun experience it's a delight. Of our job. It's a it's delight great. to Grr. to sin it, but yeah, that the whole fob thing was really really frustrating to me. So, um, but overall, what a fun episode! You could see all the Mandalorians attack, which looks so badass. Um, and I think we did a good job of trying to kind of point out the sins of how could they be hiding in the small area? <laughs> There's so many of them really easy to find. It would seem. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was fun to go back and it was easier to send than I thought. Uh, Jonathan, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. It's weird going back and watching all this stuff that we now have future knowledge on. So we're just like, wait, why is he? Do- oh, never mind. He doesn't know how to do that yet. You know? So, uh, I agree. It has been tough. Uh, but it's also been fun cause this is a really good show and it was really good from the start. So, you know, uh, as far as the sends, which I loved, um, I loved the exposing your tuning fork. I thought that was <laughs> really mm-hmm. funny. And then I let the one where it's just like, I mean, why not get in and hide with your kid? <laughs> like where they just leave the kid yeah, and then they run away. And then just some, just, just trying to figure out what the point of the arch was. I, I have no idea what the point of that arch is and it bugged me. <laughs> So I'm glad we I'm glad we brought it up. <laughs> Ian, what about you? Um, yeah, it's, it's fun to dip back into these episodes. Um, and it's interesting to see Mando without his armor. I'd almost forgotten that the Mando we know now isn't the Mando we knew then. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that the video pulled out was that it is really flashy. Like, it's normal to see him in it now, but it is really jarring to see the jump. And I remember thinking, I'm not comfortable with this. This looks a bit weird. Um, especially since like the closest bounty hunter we knew was was Boba Fett and he looked really banged and dinged mm. up as well. And it doesn't the flashiness doesn't really match with his personality. I think we're used to it now, but it is a it is really, really jarring. Um but yeah, and it's interesting to see how different he is with Baby Yoda as well and he's mm-hmm. much more dismissive and very motivated by getting the best scar and getting his armor back and mm-hmm. this is probably the most important episode of the series because it shifts him into this father-like protective role which motivates everything he does from here onwards um in terms of the sins why are the, yeah why are the storm shooters shooting at baby yoda do they know that aim is terrible which means they can shoot with confidence knowing <laughs> that they're gonna miss such a great we've seen stormtroopers so many times but that was such a unique way to come mm-hmm. at it that they can actually use their poor aim to their advantage mm-hmm. that's brilliant yeah yeah uh i too really enjoyed the mandalorian uh i think one of the reasons we're all talking about how weird it feels is also because we just finished sending boba fett right so it's like which became the mandalorian as we've talked about before and so we're just coming from this stuff because you know we've seen stuff that that we know you know future information from Mm -hmm. plenty you know we send lost we send you know a bunch of shows that that we've already seen them complete but here it's like oh wait i'm not in a new season i'm in an old season now uh it makes it a little bit strange um, the only one you guys didn't mention that, uh, well, two that you guys didn't mention that I wanted to mention was telling someone the reason why they shouldn't be helping you while they are helping you. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very funny. I love that. And then when they, uh, he says that their jetpacks look cool and the sin is just, yes. why? You wouldn't use it properly. Um, that's so good. Way to that's do a nod the, to the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. because of the future knowledge. Um, yeah. That's the only yeah. t- I, I you don't want to play too much with it, but that's one that I felt confident playing with. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move into Cinema Sins. Ghostbusters Afterlife, the new Ghostbusters movie. This was an Atkinson Watkins script. Chris and Jonathan writing on this one. How was this experience, Jonathan? Uh, it was. I mean, it was interesting. This movie is really frustrating because I saw it twice in the theater. Uh, not because I loved it, but just because I went and saw it by myself the first time because my wife and daughter assured me they didn't want to go see it. And then two days later, decided they did want to go see it. So then I saw it a second time. Um, but I was kind of glad I did because the second time, I think, helped me kind of realize what worked and didn't work. But then, so now I've watched it for like a third and fourth time. And there's so much in this movie that works. Like Carrie, the the, the family dynamic's really fun, uh, especially Carrie Coon and McKenna Grace. But even Finn Wolfhard's kind of grown on me, even though I don't know that I'm the biggest fan of his. But um, but I but I do think he's he's fine in this. Um, but just when it all the callbacks get really annoying really quickly. And there was even yeah. stuff I wasn't even thinking about. Like Chris was writing those sins. You know, Chris kind of did that run of the, but I hope Ghostbusters fans are happy. Um, Cause like even stuff like the PKE meter <clears throat> and the ghost trap, like those aren't like organically worked into the story. They're just shown, right? It's just random right. stuff. And like the chair, him getting to him getting attacked on the chair the same way, you know, Scorny Weaver did. And then towards the end, it just, even though I would rec- even though I think a lot of this is good. Paul Rudd's fun too, by the way. But I'll think though a lot of this is good. I think that the last 20 minutes aren't very good. So that also it kind of leaves you with a with a bad taste in your mouth, even though you've enjoyed it up until that point. So it's like it's always gonna be like a slight recommend for me. I'm not opposed to seeing what they do with this moving forward since I feel like this was their Force Awakens, you know, mm-hmm. where we have to go back and re kind of redo everything. We've got Gozer and all that taken care of. Let's see what we're gonna do next. I'm okay with that. I think they'll probably screw it up, but you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, but it's just it's just a really really frustrating movie. And and the, like the main stuff as far as like what we send. I mean like the callbacks, the ghost Egon thing. Like I mean it doesn't work for me. I was actually kind of surprised at how many comments I saw mentioning that they actually you know people mm. liked it and they thought it was a, a nice tribute and that the family you know the Ramus family gave them permission. I mean, all that's fine and good, but within that movie itself, I just, it doesn't work for me. I just think it's weird. <laughs> and uh, uh, the effects are fine, but uh, I don't know. It just left me with a weird feeling after all that. Uh, and then I will mention the the mom hole outtake. That might be the quickest from something happening in real life to getting to an outtake in a Sins video, because I think that was a Saturday Night Live episode. That I that had just aired like two days before I wrote the script, <laughs> mm-hmm. and nice. uh, there was something about they said something about holes, and immediately I thought about that sketch with uh, Zoe Kravitz on the search word game, and she kept mm-hmm. saying "mom hole," <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, no, it was it it was it was fun to go back and do this. I, I like the ghost. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the original. Obviously, I don't think any of the sequels are great. This is probably the best one, but it comes with a lot of caveats when I say yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ian, you want to go next? Yeah, really conflicted on this film. We went to see it in the in theaters when I was last here, and I was super pumped for this movie. Like the trailers had me really excited. Um, I like the 2016 one. Um, but it doesn't really feel like a Ghostbusters film. It's almost set, I agree. Well, it pretty much is set in a different universe mm-hmm. with the same yeah. technology. But this felt like even if it was just a trip down memory road, I was kind of okay with that. But what it ends up feeling is really confused. Like it's this Stranger Things type reboot setting up passing the torch onto a new generation mixed with 
the nostalgia trip that I was expecting. And it kind of ends up taking, it gets hampered by both of these things. Like you don't get the full movie to set up the new cast and you don't get a cohesive story for the old cast. It just ends up being mm-hmm. a lot of fan service. So I walked away really, really frustrated because I like two bits of this movie, but when it's meshed together, it didn't quite work. Um, the young cast is fantastic. Um, the effects look great. I love seeing Ghostbusters in the 21st century. It's mm-hmm. it's the all of the sound effects and all of like the proton beams and everything just feels feels great. And the noise of Ecto One is so so. Oh, so good put it in my veins but it's just yeah where are we going um I, this may well live and die by the sequel if it gets a sequel the reviews are so mixed i don't know it's not like it immediately got it was, greenlit as it was very profitable happening. though so my gut tells me it it, it will eventually mm. yeah i think you're probably right um uh paul rudd stuff doesn't work for me but not a big surprise because paul rudd um <laughs> i'm the only person in the world that doesn't enjoy watching full Rudd. that's wild man i don't know that it's i knew so that strange. that's interesting I I, i've never thought he was like amazing but he's entertaining like, i don't I know I just, he's just that kind of like personality that's just like comfort yeah it's just like i'll hang out with that guy yeah it grates on me and it's he has an almost ryan reynolds vibe but mm-hmm. less deliberate for me like, i don't know i don't know i'm okay. not i'm not gonna get into my no Paul Rudd shade hey, no you're allowed you're allowed to like what you like and i'm, not I'm like allowed to be wrong like. um the and then yeah really the Harold Ramis stuff at the end it was okay but it was really jarring and I think I'm having a difficult time articulating it like like Jonathan it's okay it's not that I was like oh that's terrible get it off the screen but it I could almost feel everybody looking at each other side to side in the in the cinema mm-hmm. and just going is this okay yeah. this doesn't feel okay this yeah. feels weird but um yeah you guys did a great job with the sins video i I love the running joke of well i hope ghostbusters fans are okay with this because Mm -hmm. this is clearly you are screaming at the back seats for some of this stuff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh today some thoughts Hmm. Hmm. i remember ghostbusters because there was goat there was the green one slimer Mm -hmm. that's it (laughs) (laughs) i think no 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 there's another one wasn't there the big puffy guy uh-huh yeah uh-huh. stay puff marshmallow white one yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you got this right what did you which do which i think i confused with the mitchell entire yes guy. yes, that's yes. Understandable. completely yes because i and i always thought that they were like when i went to the mitchell entire store and i saw their guy i was like oh this is the same thing but it's not but stay puffed is a completely made up marshmallow brand before this movie before the first movie right i that's, don't know that's not no. a real brand no that no. yeah, was wasn't Are, it I don't, I don't think, think it was. Right. I thought they my uh, listen, my incorrect probably assumption was that they patterned it after the Michelin man but didn't want to use a tire brand and so they went with a, um, until a few guy. years ago I thought it was still the Michelin man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was created oh, for the yeah. So, Interesting. So I just I I wonder if it was patterned after that um but the Michelin man was too busy giving out stars wow. to restaurants or something i so. just, just never yeah. questioned that i just assumed it was a thing because it was a thing after you know yeah, so sure. i mean you have a very different finale if the the the, the michelin guy explodes and tires just <laughs> rain down and kill everyone <laughs> as opposed to marshmallows uh what about the video today well now i'm reading up on the history of all of oh, this nice. like this nice. reddit thread like why didn't the creators of Ghostbusters get sued by the Michelin Company over the Stay Puffed mm-hmm. Marshmallow Man's likeness to their mission? I can't mission? believe I never knew this. Now. I feel like I need to do one of those tweets. I was today years old when I yeah. learned. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, like, was it time for new tires? I, 
I would feel nervous about going there because of the ghost factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But I was really young, so obviously I didn't know better. Um, and I didn't know that they weren't yeah. the same thing, but obviously... It's really weird that you were people. driving, too, because you were so young. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been really talented yeah. for a long yeah. time, so... And, and to this yeah. day, a marshmallow Super. dessert has never received a Michelin star for that very reason. I... I wow. It's... The whole, you know what? This is this is not what we're here to do. But I want to have a whole conversation on the Michelin star thing. You know the story behind it. Well, they it was a marketing thing for 100%. for the tires because 100%. they travel and so they would go to other countries and rate. And I can't think of another example of something that has such like crass beginnings mm-hmm. that has become the most respected prestigious thing. prestigious thing ever. Wait, why is it crass? Well, because it's just straight marketing. It's just yeah, it's a plot. Like it's a tire company. That did a straight marketing thing, and now it's like this prestigious, like huge well, award. But, it, but then it was also added to travel guides, which right. used to dictate where people went. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah. weird. So that doesn't seem crass to me. That seems like a really smart thing. <laughs> crass and smart are not exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be both. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, when I say crass, maybe that's the wrong word. What I mean by that here, here, is cheap. But mm. when you create something, it's like we're going to put your restaurant in this book. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone's going to travel here, yours is the place that they need to go to yeah. the most of all the restaurants. Because, you know, in that time, you had to have a place to review it. So mm-hmm. to me, it's it doesn't seem like an asinine thing. I think it's the motivation behind it is a bit icky because it's not to promote that restaurant. It's to promote your tires. So it's a bit backhanded. It can have a great benefit. But the intent was to further your own brand. To me, if it's like it's like if like little Debbie was like, we're gonna find you know the the best peanuts for our peanut butter you know dessert, and all of a sudden like twenty years from now, like the little Debbie stars are <laughs> how you rate like peanuts? prestigious kind of thing. I'm I like, think you two get annoyed does... by weird things. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not annoyed. <laughs> I'm not annoyed. I am not annoyed. I am curious. There is a difference. Ian is annoyed. Ian is annoyed. Aaron I am is curious. curious. So, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, today, t- continue <laughs> on. Um, back to Ghostbusters. I didn't even know that this movie was a thing. Um, so I I was like, oh, interesting. This is like the reinvention of the franchise. And then in the Sins video, learned that there was another one. I think I remembered it was all ladies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, then, and then so this script throws that one shade because I guess it's just <laughs> sort of like gone over um we threw so much shade in this one i loved it it was uh there was so many mentions of just like the throwbacks and um so i thought that this the script did a good job of like ripping at the franchise while also showing the knowledge of the franchise which as we've talked about is a tricky line Mm because you you know a lot but at the same time you're still trying to enjoy what's in front of you Mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed the sin about being shown movies at school that came up a couple to a couple times, which was just really fun. Like the Cujo reference and Pet Cemetery and the Beethoven stuff. It was like a yeah, right? Like what movies did I see when I was in school that were strange? And then it comes back to it. And I don't know that this would ever actually go in a school, but it might, mm-hmm. and that was funny. Yeah. Um, I really also like the knowledge of the proton packs weighing a hundred pounds. I didn't know these things, but it's just hilarious to think that this kid is just lugging around stuff and putting on clothes that are meant for adult men. So those were yeah, really I, I, uh, delightful. Yeah, I did research on that because <laughs> I remember Bill Murray saying something mm. like in real life. He said something about how heavy they were. And so yeah. I remembered that. And then when I saw McKenna Grace just like running around, <laughs> like here's this thing I'm about. Yeah, like it's nothing. I was like, that's weird. And I found something that said, you know, in theory, they'd weigh a 
based on like the parts and stuff, mm-hmm. they weigh about a hundred pounds. The nuclear power that makes plant it almost impossible for the grown man to carry it. I mean, you put a hundred pound mm-hmm. backpack on your back. I can't carry that. No, it's crazy. Um, I forgot also the part of the video sins where like the movie started right at the action point i really enjoyed picking that apart and mm. then spinning it around on blockbuster watching never forgetting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that made me happy in fact i was doing uh, uh ian and i were running errands and um so we're in springfield missouri running errands and i point over i was like and if you look across the parking lot over there do you see those yellow awnings it's crazy that used to be our blockbuster but it's a new <laughs> shop they just haven't changed the the coloration they have the do that no. you'll see like doctor's no. offices that were clearly crazy. taco bells i mean it's, crazy. Well, it's like going to a chiropractor and it's just a big ye- yellow m because it used to be <laughs> mcdonald's Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kept it there. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, my favorite part of it, though, is that Ian thought that I said, if you look across the parking lot, you can see we still have a blockbuster. Uh-huh. And he got so excited. He's like, what? Well, I was like, this is a big it's deal. Like, that documentary is bullshit because there's one here in Springfield. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So that was kind of cool. And I really liked, um, and I also liked the, uh, when the person was calling for Egon or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. And the sin was just like, and now I'm going to wait for an indeterminable amount of time so that you can react instead mm-hmm. of letting me get to the point. Just that whole series of just so uh, sending that. I really enjoyed how that was written, too. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, stuff. You guys have mentioned most of my thoughts on the actual movie. Um, I'm excited for a sequel. I like the new Ghostbusters. I like the kids. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. McKenna Grace. I like the kid from Stranger Things. Um, Podcast. I, I like podcast. Like I'm excited to see their adventures going after ghosts. What I am not excited to see is the last 30 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. where it just turns into let's bring out all the old Ghostbusters and let's yeah. make everybody feel things. Um, so yeah, I I am excited for um, the reboot and where it might go. Um, lots of great this this video just slayed me. So much great stuff. Um, I loved all the mentions of the Paul Rudd movies. Uh, that was put together really, <laughs> really well. Um, I think the uh, "But You've Been Our Idiot Brother" from year one was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> ending it like that, so great. Um, the and then the other one I wanted to mention because it really hits home to why this movie doesn't work for me is the one that uh, talks about how it reminds them of Gremlins or the multiple Jack Sparrows uh, in World's End. <laughs> Um, it's filled with member berries and product placement. See this s'more? You want some more? Well, f- we'll feed it to you in this sugary melange of creative bankruptcy. Uh, listen, if you can use the phrase sugary melange of creative <laughs> bankruptcy, I'm already a big fan of you. Yeah. Um, is And then the one, it's a space station. Uh, was the sin like it's a space station and then they're like it's a trap and they're like oh I was thinking of a different yeah. Star Wars line <laughs> so beautiful I, was I love that I love that and then I had to mention the peep pun uh, as well where the narrator got so amused by his pun that he had to start the sin over uh, it's beautiful beautiful stuff uh, alright let's move into night and day this was a Hugh Scott script Jeremy and Danae writing on this one so kick us off Danae some thoughts from this process Um, I loved this movie yeah Yay! you did that was a it's really fun to love a movie that you sin. Um mm-hmm. and I did not expect I didn't know what this movie was about. So when it when the scene starts and it's like the back of Tom Cruise's head in an airport, I was like, Oh what what is this gonna be? And then, you know, Cameron arrives and they're running into each other and I'm like kind of annoyed or whatever. And then I get on the plane and I'm just thinking, Oh God, what is this gonna be? 
And then there's the fight sequence that happens on the plane. And right about that moment, um, when she walks out of the bathroom and he's sitting there with, you know, casually with some drinks, I'm still, I'm ready to be really annoyed. But then they start talking back and forth. And I watched this movie without understanding who Tom's character is. This is why I really agree with Aaron. Avoid anything that you can avoid before going into a movie. Because mm-hmm. Justin watched the trailer to this movie after, I had wa- after I'd watched it a couple of times to, to work on it. Um, because I was having such a fun time with it. And the trailer tells you everything you want to know. But when I watched it, I did not know who Tom was. I didn't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. So the casual way that Tom plays this character became one of not just funny, but mysterious for me because I was trying to understand his motivation long enough that uh, the movie was allowed to unfold for me. Like her curiosity and questioning him made sense to me because I didn't know who he was either. And then when it's revealed, you know, that the FBI and the CIA and all these other super secret spy agencies are, are saying that he's like this double or this, uh, you know, rogue spy. I still don't know if he's a rogue spy for good or a rogue spy for bad. And they kind of set up a couple other options for, for the audience not to know. And I got to be kind of in on that, which made the movie even better because it made Tom's performance even funner because he is so casual and the casual way that he does everything with this cocky confidence was one of my favorite experiences in a movie. I have to tell you, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Cameron Diaz is beautiful and fun and quirky and she's playing this like along for the ride person that for me completely falls apart. Her character falls apart way more than Tom's. I mean, Tom, they should both be dead a thousand times over mm-hmm. for this movie, but that's not the point. I was just a delightful trip. Um, I thought that both of them together was exciting because it's two beautiful people on screen but tom i kind of kept being like this is why tom is so good because i've seen him in the mission impossible stuff and um and he's exciting there but i don't know that i've seen him do something so comedic before i can't think of what it would be can you guys think of a comedy he's been oh, in that Tropic I would Thunder know of? is the one that immediately comes yeah, to mind. That's absurd. Like, this is still That's also not human. his movie. I mean, he's a supporting character in that, but sure. I know what you're saying. Uh, I mean, straight up comedy. Um, risky no, business not really. Because even like be risky business yeah. is pretty serious. Uh, he doesn't really do a lot of like just straight up comedies. No. Mm. Yeah, this one is like that. Uh, this comedic thing. It's like a perfect blend. I'm glad you liked it. I always feel bad that when you end up sending something, you're just like, I hated it. So it's always nice to hear you say you I liked was it. over the moon watching, like, because we were kind of writing at the same time. Watching Danae enjoy this movie was a joy. Because I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, she likes it. Oh, you were working it's on so something great. else. You guys were yeah. working on something else at the same <laughs> time. Funny. And she just keeps pausing it and laughing at the movie. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I laughed so much. His dry, the way that he just kind of goes through this, oh, the, the, I was so, so the great. The story, I thought you were oh making a move there. Um, that had me laugh. Like, And I feel like, I, if I remember correctly, I was one of the only people in the theater laughing at that. But I mean, I could not stop laughing. And I know people were getting really <laughs> mad at me because they couldn't hear what was happening <laughs> after it. But I don't know why. That just tickles me to no end, man, when he's... Just... Oh my god, it's <laughs> it's genuinely like, hilarious like, because the shit out of that guy. So what what you know by the end, yeah. What you know about that he's just this chill dude who is a super spy who's very talented 
and he's trying to do the right thing. And so his confidence comes from Mm. his moral compass, his skill set. But then he also is a bit of, I mean, he has to be like a sociopath. (laughs) And so does she, quite honestly, uh, to just casually go through all the things that they do, murdering people, going along with the murder of all the people. Like it falls apart Mm. on so many levels, but Tom kills it. Like he drugs her multiple times in this, sometimes with her consent. And not that that makes it better. Um, And there's like this one moment when she's cracking, like he's, it's such a funny uh, scene. I laughed so hard over and over and over again. It was difficult for me to try to sin it actually multiple times, but it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed writing with Jeremy on this one a lot because he points out some really fun things like the horrible omelet and um, the the son dying. I loved that one so much. When they're rolling around on the beach, his sin is just, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? And I was like, yep, <laughs> so good. There was a cinema sins would be excellent at mm-hmm. movies sin yeah. in this one that was just perfectly placed. Um, he also got to rap Hamilton <laughs> in this one, which he killed. And I loved that so, so much. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of things to sin in this one. And I hope you guys had a good time. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ian, what about you? What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I, I equally love this movie. Watched it first time. It was shortly after it came out with the parents, and my parents watch it pretty much three or four times a year. It's just one <laughs> of their go-to movies where they just will put it on, get a takeout, and just have a really they good time. They just watch it night and day, they, just all the time. It's not that kind of night. <laughs> I hate this title, by the way. I hate it. <sighs> Yeah, it's a dumb title for a good movie. Um, I am constantly going, with me, without me, with me, <laughs> without me. For eight, Whenever somebody tries to argue with me, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, carry on, with me, without me. Mm-hmm. So great, so, so funny. Um, this is my favourite type of Tom Cruise, where it's not super serious, he's got a bit of funny to him. Top Gun, I guess, he's kind of funny in that as well, and a little bit comedic. Uh, it Jack just Reacher, I would argue Jack Reacher, quick. he's kind of funny. Mm. Mm um but yeah it's just great charisma everywhere um i love that you pointed out rodney not having any other follow-up questions yeah. on the plane crash that, that Je- just Jim was his in is really baffling just like oh they said your plane crashed and she's like yeah i'm fine no further questions needed we'll just move on no yeah that's wild um speaking of bonus sizable sausages are seemingly somehow strong enough to steadily steady a strong seriously sick psychopath probably was great because mm-hmm. I'm always going to pick out alliteration. Um, the Under Siege 2 comparison was great because it's just, it's a very meek reminder that I know we're not great, but we did it first. Just mm-hmm. a very, very polite reminder. I, I, um, would, I would argue Under Siege 2 is close to great, actually, but that's a whole other topic. So. I will have that discussion with you and we will probably agree. Um, and just the simple roll instead of roll credits when night is on the mm-hmm. mailbox of yeah. roll thing didn't have the heart to complete it because it wasn't a full <laughs> roll commercial roll credit i was waiting for like a day to be said later in the movie just somebody said the word day for it. i was and waiting then just credits, credits. <laughs> got there um no, i love it great video yeah uh i agree um it has been too long since i've seen this movie and you both are making me, me want to rewatch it uh mm-hmm. because i do remember liking it i do remember thinking it was funny and it just kind of came and went and then mm-hmm. uh i haven't rewatched it so i literally think i just watched it the one time and thought it yeah. was hilarious uh so i do want to revisit it um 
I love the MacGuffin Multiverse Unite sin, uh, mentioning all the different MacGuffins. Uh, Danae, you mentioned the Sun is Dying sin, which I thought was hilarious uh, because it ends with, that's the opposite <laughs> of perpetual. Stop misusing words. And listen, if you're going to get to Aaron, uh, commanding people to stop misusing words is, is a great way to get it. Um, the continue to using uh, being drugged is a simple way to transition around the globe. That ends with, um, I mean, I'm having a blast watching this, but this is ridiculous. And <laughs> when do they stop for food? Uh, Make me giggle very, very much. Uh, and then, let's see. Uh, the one that ended because, uh, no, the one that ended, he had the foresight to put her in a bikini, but not disable her phone. As if putting her in a bikini is a foresight. You know, <laughs> it's like, hmm, she must need a bikini. I'll put her in How one. How else did he have it in one her perfect size? perfectly fits her. Oh, yes, perfectly, yeah. 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 yeah, it would be really funny. It would have been hilarious if it was like a really horribly misfitted one where it was like uh. just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, I loved all that stuff. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remembered quite a bit about it. Like when I was watching the video, I was like, oh yeah, that moment, that moment. Uh, I think anytime you can make a movie funny where you multiple times drug a woman without her consent, I would say if you can make that funny, you're doing something right. But I think, I think it's just Tom Cruise, man. He's, he's the goat, right? I mean, he's one of them. If mm -hmm. you know, he's in, he's in that conversation because he can take. Because this is mediocre material, yeah, like as far yeah. as the plot and everything, and he 100%. elevates it with his performance. Um, it doesn't always work, like the Mummy, but uh, but even in that, you're still like, I really like Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, I just don't mm -hmm. like this movie. Yeah. So I don't know why people can't. Stay. I guess just his personal life has turned some people off, which probably. You know, I, I I guess that's okay, but I don't know. He's such a great actor. He's always been one of my favorites. You guys mentioned a ton of these. But I will say I love the for how horny this movie is. I'm surprised she's not jacking him off right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And yep. uh, yeah, and then just the I think maybe you guys mentioned that, but the nothing to question here. Just checking on that boner. I just that got that killed me. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, yeah, it was a really so good, good video. And uh, yeah, the original title for this movie is Wichita, which Jeremy oh, said he thought maybe because of Zombie Land they went with something different. I don't know if that's a much better title, but I still think I prefer it over Night and Day. But yeah, I just well, never remember what this movie's called. I'm always like that movie with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> like I Night never... and Day, uh, Night and Day had been a brand for 41 years before uh, Wichita <laughs> bought it, uh, so they went ahead and stayed with the, the Night and Day. Uh, uh, Night and Day crisps. Uh, yeah, 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 damn. definitely, definitely how that happened. Uh, all right, let's move into the comment section. I want to know what I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from last week's content at the various places you reach out. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Uh, Jonathan, kick us off. Well, I did have, I had a couple, I had one about, uh, these are both from Ghostbusters, but just mentioning that some people made comments about Ghost Egon. This was one from Jezebel. It says, I like Ghost Egon. It seems a sweet way to include Harold Ramis, and there's nothing saying a ghost can't be good. They just didn't encounter any, because who would call the Ghostbusters about a kind, gentle ghost? Fair, I guess. Uh, and then just, this was just a, like, you guys rock kind of thing, but these are always fun to read. Uh, Matthew Combus said, I honestly have to say I look forward to Thursdays and Tuesdays. Your videos just make me laugh, and they take me away from reality for 20 minutes or so. Free therapy. Whatever movie you're doing, except horrors, my, and that's horrors, not whores, horrors. Thank you, Jonathan. I was My confused. dad realized too late that it was not a good idea for me to watch them. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Ian, what about you? 
Um, I've just got a really quick one from Ticklefish on the Invincible video. Um, okay, that made me giggle so hard milk came out of my nose, which was a concern, as I wasn't drinking any milk at the time. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Dear God. We spontaneously create, we Adam Eved some milk out of someone's brain. Yes, that is that's, amazing. That's amazing. That should be like part of our, like our kit when we're trying to pitch people to yes. like, collaborate with us but like also we can mm -hmm. <laughs> people will aberrate milk yeah they will yeah uh i wanted to shout out lex um who says um excuse me butterscotch is and always has been my favorite flavor <laughs> as a child it was butterscotch snack packs pudding is the best butterscotch candy is great too butterscotch is very much a kid's flavor an underrated underused one uh lex i'm with you i like butterscotch as a kid too but uh no, you didn't. <laughs> I don't think I ever ate put like I I always like the like Werther's. That's butterscotch, right? Yes, like the, Werther's. Yeah, I yes. like those, but like it's different when it's like pudding and stuff for some reason for me. Mm, I don't, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Just got a botch. My my uh dad's mom, uh my grandma always carried a butterscotch. Yes, also known as your grandmother. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, always carried around butterscotch rum lifesavers. Nice. Yeah, so did my and grandmother. They were <laughs> the best mm -hmm. thing ever those things were amazing nice um, that's a grandmother today, what thing, about you? i think for kids that grew up in the 80s all yeah. our grandmothers carried those <laughs> yeah uh mine came from night and day from costa who says please send will send will smith slap um thank you for that <laughs> wait what, wait what is that what right. what happened what is that yeah what, what? happened i hadn't heard what? i don't know i guess a show or something called will slips will smith slaps is that yeah. why he had to Must go to bel-air Probably. Yeah. <laughs> just because he's a great rapper? Is it just that he slaps? There is a TV I, yeah, show called slapped. The Slap. Uh, Maybe. So we could send that. Yeah, well, that's probably oh what Oh my mean. God, that was a call a... out. My, that, was a, that was a deep one. The What's slap, that? The Slap, that was like, that was, there was, it was like a soap opera. Or not, it was like yeah. a drama, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I think it was a drama. It's like somebody, yeah. like oh. somebody, some kid got slapped or something. And, yeah. yeah, that's what they're talking about, clearly. Yes. I didn't know he was in it. Maybe he <laughs> produced it or something. Probably. I don't know. Probably. Probably produced it. Uh, all right. Let's move on to nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. You wouldn't want to nitpick, right, Danny? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Um, actually. Oops. What do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian's going to take a look at some, um, actuallys from the comments, <laughs> and we're going to decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red ian take it away okay we've got two and it's going to be a little debate as oh. to whether we believe the motivations of somebody and whether we believe drugs work okay drug operations okay work. quite an intro <laughs> so, yeah. quite like, an wait, intro. What? What now? <laughs> wait um i guess so we're doing drugs together on this episode yep <laughs> i did not the... get mine in the mail so i don't appreciate that guys <laughs> Not Oops. including me. Maybe I would check with Mackenzie, see if she took them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Somebody oh, got God. them. ZMac? Somebody signed for them. Um, so the garbage truck drug operation in Invincible, um, we send it for being ridiculous and not very, not a good way to, to run your operation. Okay. So the commenter says, actually, using garbage cans works quite well. And I'm glad they didn't leave any more details about who they are <laughs> because the FBI called and they're interested. Uh, the city uses garbage trucks to drop off new garbage cans when required in real life. The same truck covers huge distances and has to make trips back to the dump where it could get the next bin of drugs presumably to drop off somewhere it's more practical than you'd think and it's that last line that makes me think this is an insider mm -hmm. so open up to the class is 
this a great front for I mean, I have drugs no idea. <laughs> and if I did, I would not admit to it right now. <laughs> I think I'm on going paper, yellow. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you could think... probably make it work. I think we have to go kind of green on this, yellow at least. Like, yeah, I think I think it could be done for sure. Because yeah. it's funny that like the Sopranos use waste management as their front. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's kind of mm-hmm. just taking that a step further. Yeah. Today, that- how would you distribute your drugs? Would you use a garbage can? Hmm. I mean, how much money am I making? <laughs> Enough to run a garbage removal company. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There Good. You go. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna get creative. I imagine that. Having taken drugs myself, um, your imagination just goes places. And the interesting thing about drugs uh, is that if people around you are also doing them, it's just a lot of yes-anding really strange ideas. <laughs> this is a so, great idea! <laughs> there's no one to be like, this isn't smart. It's more like, yeah, let's go! And so I can see how it would be not just like a, a dump truck delivery. Mm. It could be any number of things. So I feel like that's not a bad one. No, I think drones is a bad idea because they're really obvious. Whereas, like, who's gonna want to mess with a garbage truck? Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's very true. Very, I think very true. I think it's yeah, great bit of deductive reasoning. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the next one was an interesting one that I didn't pick up in the movie at all. So this is from Ghostbusters, and the commenter said that the demon couldn't possess Egon because Egon used a taser on himself to kill himself before he was possessed which would allow him to be a ghost so that he could continue on his work. What? Apparently there's a taser setting on the PKE machine, but that's not in the film. I wait wait that's wait, wait hold, hold on hold on hold on hold on. Is this commoner saying Egon committed suicide right yes. before being the taken over kill him. the demon yeah. could it kill him it doesn't show that i don't i mean i was like did we miss something I, yeah i, I don't totally know how miss that miss if that. that's in there yeah yeah i don't know how i would it, miss it i'm gonna say red for now because i don't yeah that's a red i think it's a red but i liked the idea because the discussion is quite interesting that if that was his plan all along he knew that the possession was coming and like his boot is kind of nervously tapping but i just don't know why he would wait until the last second to do it unless he thought mm-hmm. he could get out but I don't know. That was. I think it's a red as well. But it was. It was. Yeah. I, I wanted to know if I'd missed something in the movie. To be honest. Yeah. No. I definitely no, I did. If that's so. in there. I mean, Chris and I both mm. did. I don't think that's in there. Look, I don't think so. If nothing else, we can all Here be delusional together. You okay, know. Yeah. Like that's the important thing is that we yeah. all agree. Whether whether we're right or wrong, that's secondary. Mm-hmm. Just that we all agree. Shared that's, delusion. That's that's yeah. what, that's what's important. Good. All right, so let's finish this week's show off with a game of deconstruction. Tell me a story. Everyone, stop construction! Something sinister won't build itself. What, do you make it up as you go along? The Simpsons make it up as they go along, and they're as happy as a ribbon in a Bible. That doesn't make any sense. Danae predicts what a movie is about based on its title, tagline, and bits of information she is given by the rest of the crew. Warning, spoilers from a fake movie and a real one will follow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Today, the power of the dog. Okay, power of the dog. Power, power of the dog. Yeah. So this is obviously a documentary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about yes, yes. dogs and their abilities to power things, mm-hmm. like sleds. Yeah. Um, in particular, sleds. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, unknown to most of us is that deep, deep in the place where they make the electricity for the cities oh, God, why? 
<laughs> the, the electricity factory today? Yeah, yeah. Is, okay. The electricity right. mine? Are really fancy. Uh, like They look like hamster wheels, or but but they're circular, and, and, and they're made of grass on the inside, and the dogs just mm-hmm, run mm-hmm. on the grass. Oh, uh, yes. To, yes. To power. Yes. To yeah. girls so they wouldn't to run. To power, yeah. Which uh, in turn created an entire ecosystem and need for the grass replacement. So they just poop mm-hmm. as they go, you know, so there's like this yep. whole thing going. There's there's worms involved. Um, and so little, not a Western. And little it doesn't hamsters. sound like a Western. No, it's absolutely a Western. So Samuel all this Ryan, happens, it happens, in this, the West. Is, this all happens yeah. in the West. Oh, And the okay. manager is a rootin' tootin' hound dog. Oh, is this like is this in the Fievel universe? Is this is this what we're dealing with? Well, that one has cats and mice mostly. Mm-hmm. So, I just wonder, mm-hmm. and it has a so Jimmy Stewart more all dog. dogs go to I, heaven. Mm-hmm. If a western oh. takes place in the south, is it still a western? That's a good question. It's a good question. Okay, today here's the tagline <laughs> for the power of the dog. The tagline is what it means to be a man. <laughs> Which really fits with your description. Yeah, I think the dog thing works. That's Does a that terrible tagline that... for that movie, by the way. What that is, is a terrible tagline. Mm-hmm. 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 Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with that now. That's confusing. Um Okay. What it means to be a man. I mean, obviously the end of this movie, all of the dogs shave to reveal their women. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Danae, what would you like next? Uh, would you like a t- uh, another tagline, a plot keyword, a piece of trivia, a quote, or a B-team hint? I want a B-team hint from Jonathan. All right, Jonathan. Okay. One hint about uh, the power of the dog. Um, a simple word or a phrase that will help Danae uh, continue on with her description of this movie. Um. Is she playing the piano again? <laughs> okay, there yep. you go. Yep. Piano, there you go, piano. Is she playing yep. the piano again? Well, yeah, yep. because yep. so you know, it's really difficult to enjoy your job unless there's music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's one little dachshund in particular who has one of those little miniature <laughs> pianos. Nice. And just gets up on there and like sits and then the little paws like just in, like ding 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 like ding, in ding, uh, peanuts right yeah. like the little like uh it's very, very snoopy esque yeah. yeah yeah i think you should give her the cast <laughs> uh what do you want next danae oh oh you know what i i, I feel stupid i'm gonna I, the clue i should have said was kirsten dunched <laughs> <laughs> kirsten dunched Kirsten Dunst. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have helped me at all. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a plot keyword, a piece of trivia quote, or another B-team hit? Uh, we'll do a trivia. All right. So trivia for the power of the dog. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's do one that will... Uh, Kirsten Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch were so into their characters that they did not speak to each other during the filming of the movie. Because they barked. Duh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Duh. I mean. Correct. Very nice. 
Very nice. Um, that is mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, any other? You want any other hints? Mm-hmm. Uh, Plot keyword. Yeah, piece well, of trivia, let's do. Quote, let's or? do a key. Let, let's do a keyword. Plot keyword uh, for power of the dog. I think I'm. I think I'm nailing uh, this one, guys. The first one on the list. Plot keywords: repressed homosexuality. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously <laughs> the big reveal at the end that they're all female. It's just part of uh-huh. the whole like message. Ah, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, they're I see. they're taking ownership of whatever gender they want. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh second plot keyword, male rear nudity. Of course. <laughs> yep. I mean in the world of dog, yep. it it's just all about the butt. It's, kind, it's all about butt sniffing. It's, it's butt yep, licking. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's their style. It's really. how you it's say their whole hi. Style. Yeah. The mm-hmm. So at the beginning mm-hmm. of this film, a lot of the feedback that I've heard is that uh-huh. it's really uncomfortable because it's just so much nose and ass. But by the end of the film, <laughs> it's really like a beautiful message about how people welcome each other and say hello to each other in different ways and love each other too. Because you know, in dog language, a butt mm-hmm. sniff. A butt lick, it all has so much meaning. It's kind of like how the word love is really diverse. You know, there's so many different, like love isn't just one word. There's like 50 Mm -hmm. different meanings or something. I'm liking this movie. The butt sniffing, Um, licking, all that. You know, by the end of the movie, you've seen so much that you understand its depth. mm -hmm. The depth of the... Yeah, yeah. Um, would you like a quote? A movie yeah, quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, how does this play in? Uh, this is one of the characters says, so to us brothers, Romulus and Remus, and the wolf who raised us, Bronco Henry, El Lupo. And those are just all the dog names, so. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I feel pretty affirmed mm-hmm. that I've... Where's the wolf come in, though? Where's the oh, I mean, wolves are the wolf who raised. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just talking about like the. All right, so this is a spoiler. So sorry. <laughs> okay. At the end of this movie, the dogs realize that they are powering a city just by running, and it's meaningless. So they break mm-hmm. free into yeah. the wild, and so this is like that quote is from the scene right before they get pumped up to like break out of the underbelly of the city and race mm, into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have they shaved the open. already uh yeah yeah that's oh, okay. part of the escape plan um there's there's this whole like peanut butter forest <laughs> that <laughs> yeah uh, it gets yep. stuck in their fur so they're like you know what we're just going to shed what is on our exterior be ourselves and they've all been like pumped up like we got to be masculine we got to do this and then that's like the reveals mm-hmm. they're all feminine which is great um yeah. but some are still calling themselves masculine they all are just they're just dogs they're they don't care anymore they've, they've got this beautiful thing together and like in this group shave they get out there what are they called? They take the guards off of the things and they the clippers? just the clippers and they mm-hmm. just go down to the skin. They're very careful of the parts that matter. Mm-hmm. And then they just race through the peanut butter forest. Uh huh. Out the other side, through the sewers, into the sunshine. In the oh, actual nice. grass. 
All right, Ian is going to uh, give you your final uh, B-team hint, and it is going to be uh, about a scene towards the end of the movie. And so, Ian, what is a scene towards the end of the movie that Danae should incorporate? And you can speak about it in general terms. Final scene. The final scene of the whole movie? Sure. Okay. Ian wasn't even watching the movie. I've seen it, though. (laughs) I have seen it. Um... A congregation around a corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an arduous task to leave the underbelly of this city and one dog, which was their favorite. I mean, it's like, you know, the one that's been encouraging the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely stopped for peanut butter too many times. And got slowed down and bogged down and, you know, just didn't make it. So got to see the sun, but they didn't, they didn't make it to the end of the movie. It's amazing. So then they, that's amazing. not miles off. No. As an allegory. No, no that, that works. Danae just created Isle of Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> My hope not. Which I am totally down for. <laughs> Bring yeah, it they on. They all circled Bring around and howled. Oh, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, but. They were actually, which which is strange for them because they've been speaking the whole time. So that was them <laughs> actually embracing their their history. The, the final words of the movie, Danae, are. I'm asking you. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's the title of this film again? <laughs> the Power of the Dog. Okay, the final words of the movie are. The power of the dog was in us all along. <laughs> yep. Nice. Very nice. Deconstruction I of the power too. of the dogs. The I love power dogs too. Dog. Deconstruction. Dog. That's such a great... Because it's like I'm constructing my own version and mm-hmm. also deconstructing yeah. the movie all at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ian, tell us what the power of the dog is really about. What's the worst version of this movie? <laughs> oh, man. I, you're, t- you're asking somebody that doesn't like this movie. So... That it's it's set in the it's set in the in the West and there is a man that's very very lonely and has a brother that is pretty abusive. Um, they go to a farm. The nice brother meets a lady. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, who has a son who isn't into like manly cowboy things and likes science and making flowers and stuff. Um, and the nasty, because they the the nice guy and Kirsten Dunst get married, and then they kind of get Benedict Cumberbatch is the evil cowboy and like relentlessly bullies Kirsten Dunst, but takes a shining to her son after he catches Benedict Cumberbatch masturbating in the forest, and then they go out to the woods and bond more, and then Benedict Cumberbatch gets a splinter and dies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers for Power of the Dog. Yeah, there's also some uh, po- uh What is it? It's uh, it's like diseased rawhide or something. That yeah, yeah. It's technically not a splinter, but yes, we'll. It's we'll, a what a great <laughs> ending, man. It's a yeah. movie. But the mor- the I- moral of the story is that masculinity can be toxic, and it's. Well, I think yes, there's a lot in there. Deadly. I think there's a lot in there too about how, because I mean, I get the impression. Well, I don't know. I guess it's a fairly new movie, so I guess we don't get into spoilers. But I think there's a lot in there about like you know inappropriateness with, 
and not necessarily with Cody Smith McPhee, but like maybe with Benedict Cumberbatch when he was younger with uh, Bronco Henry and mm. what that how that affects. I just think it's about repression. I just think it's about the idea yeah. that these men that's had a good to way be to be manly and weren't allowed to love other men. Yeah. Um, that's you know, and that is used against him by this young man who is not afraid mm-hmm. uh, to use it against him to psychotically murder him. Uh, so. Because he's, he yeah, skip he's that part. taken up for his mom. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a very cerebral uh, murdering. Oh, which is why Ian doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or a rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881 Republic, Missouri 65738. Hang out with us on Twitter. We're at Aaron Dicer. He is at Witsend. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, Danae Hughes, the Michelin Man, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy International Beavers Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Go, Ian. It's your birthday. Go, Ian. It's your birthday. It's not really your birthday. And you don't give a fuck that it's your birthday if I'm in the club. What's confusing about that, Aaron? Nothing. Good. Nothing. Yeah, I'm good. Good. What were you doing? Just cleaning my... Just lens. moving his camera down towards mm. his nether regions. My penis. Down towards my beaver. Wait, what? Wait. Nice beaver. Thanks. I just had it stuffed yesterday. <laughs> Do you remember... Um, <clears throat> was it called Sledgehammer? Yeah, I own that on DVD, too. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. There's only two seasons of that, so... I wanna be... Sledgehammer Yeah, no, I love Sledgehammer. It's Sledgehammer. Bum, bum, yeah, the bum, song's okay, too. Bum, Thank you, Ian. (laughs) We can now continue. Danae is necking her coffee right now. Necking? Necking, yeah. As in, you neck a drink. (sighs) Put it in you. Necking necking here is like making out. Oh, no, that's weird. I've never heard that before, but I understood it because I I just did it. Necks together. Wait, wait, wait. Nibbling on necks, (laughs) necking, yeah. How do you make out? Just rub your necks against each other. <laughs> okay, kissing makes yeah, but it but it's a general term. I think for it was like, yeah, necking and hanging out, uh, like you kiss okay. each other. No, thing too. I no, don't necking know. is like yeah, you toss a drink back, like downing a drink. Hmm. Where well. you live, not here. No, and you're Fact. in America now, son. <laughs> <laughs> Once I've necked this water, I this water is naked. Is that no? Uh... It's been necked. Oh, okay. Thank you. Forcing your puns upon me. <clears throat> Upon me. <laughs> the irony. The irony. Hooray for Dicer Day. Why is it Dicer Day? 4-1. 41. 41. Uh, it's also April Fool's, which I just like don't go on Twitter. Just, did you hear the disgust <laughs> that it was Dicer Day in general? Well, no, 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 I, don't, I, hate, I just don't like April Fool's. I, just, I don't should... like April 1st in general. I think it's because it should be January the 4th. That should be Dicer Day. Mm, correct. Yes. Yes. But I don't go on Twitter because everybody's just saying stupid shit that's not true. And it- Yeah, like Will Smith smacked Chris Rock in the Oscars. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? For my siblings, we all have A names. Uh, Aaron, Andrew, and Autumn. Olivia, right. Olivia? <laughs> <laughs>
My um, my mum deliberately gave me a three-letter name because she knew I would have difficulty spelling my last <laughs> name at school. It's like, let's not give him, like, Anthony or William, considering he's got a 14-letter last name. That's great. 11-letter last <laughs> name. You don't know how many letters your last name yeah. is. That's amazing. I'm Welsh and Italian. You are not Welsh. Who's Welsh mm. in your family? Watkins is a Welsh name. I repeat, who's Welsh in your family? Oh, well, it's a long way back. No one in my... But I'm just saying, that's where my ancestors Ancestors. Are. Ian decides heritage. What the fuck are you doing, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting, too, about that, if you study back far enough, a lot of the times, like, the royalty that came over, their slaves or their servants would just take their last name. And, hmm. like, my uncle was able to find out that, like, we're related to the servants, not the royalty. So, like, Watkins technically wasn't even our name. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what it was, but... Because it's impossible to find that out. But mm. the most right. famous dicer in history is probably Elizabeth Dicer, who was burned uh, as a witch in the Salem oh, Witch that's Trials. That's amazing. So, I mean, I'm so sorry, but so I I wonder if like maybe there was like nope, nobody's going to be named that anymore. Yeah, totally kind makes of sense. thing. Like, yeah, or you're just related to her. I don't know. Or it's part of the curse. I was told growing up that I had to have a lot of boys in order to pass on the, mm -hmm. the dicer name. Yeah, more dice. Yeah, so. That's why we chose to have four boys. Uh, mm -hmm. Wait, <laughs> oh, no, I just I, I had to only put today the, yeah. gave the proper reaction to that. Only, <sighs> only today was in you, on that joke. You Benny Gesserit, <laughs> yes. your your boys. I gattaked my family. <laughs> yeah, you doomed them. I had a I found a really crazy fact that you might already know, Jonathan. Um, you know the TOS episode Annihilation? No, was it Assignment Earth? Yeah, that was a backdoor like pilot to a spin-off series that. Just never happened. It got cancelled. That kind of sounds familiar, but I so don't. So that that character Gary Seven, that was going to be his oh. missions were going to continue. Yes. Um, in nineteen sixty eight or whatever, it was going to be yeah, like Mission Impossible. That. But yeah, it's crazy. And then it just got the episode was a bit bonkers, so they just ditched oh, yeah. it. <laughs> it's crazy. What's the guy that's in all the with the gravelly voice? It's in all the westerns and John Wayne stole stole my voice. Like um, currently, yeah. Clint Eastwood from they'll they'll, they'll know yeah. in the chat. Yeah, Aaron uh, forgot Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, just like, we forgot something about Mary. This is just Aaron exposes how lame his brain is this morning. Mm -hmm. um, what was the movie with uh, the one guy? Oh come on! Who uh, is was an alias? Bradley Cooper. The one movie with Bradley <laughs> Cooper and <laughs> Bradley Cooper's name and the singer. Um, Lady Gaga. Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. There we go. You're talking yeah. about um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yes. Thank Sam you, Sam Elliott. The throwback movie this week is The Martian. Okay. So I found um, a couple. I was like, I wonder, you know how sometimes we'll have sins that are like matching other sins? So I thought I'd throw a couple true and false your way and see if I could throw you off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll go around one at a time. Aaron, true or false? Okay. The Martian script included a junior mint reference. The Martian script included a Junior Mint reference. There True. is a Junior Mint True. reference in Night and Day this this week. Correct, correct. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say true. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah, I'll say true. Ian. Um, tactically, I want to try and win, so false. <laughs> uh, true. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be yeah, tactical, Ian. Now, because that game was in the outtakes, it doesn't technically count, so I'm still in the lead. 
Oh my god! I just wouldn't even. I don't want to play games with Ian. He's so annoying. He is, he's he is really, so competitive. Really it's competitive. really sad. I would. I've Over never met. Silly game. Never been like no, that. I've never been like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. I really don't care about winning or losing. Mm-hmm. It's just really just about having fun for me. It's great. Holy it really shit. is for me. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm not full of shit. In the words of <laughs> in the words of Monica Geller, why do we bother to keep count if the winner doesn't matter? I will assume we're coming out of a laugh a little bit at least uh, on this. <laughs> what are we all going to laugh now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we apparently are. <laughs> we have it. We have it. Uh, let's get into this inside scoop. Yeah. Was that an editing? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't been recording this whole time. Is that a problem? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 